Amen. Shall we go right into the word? We're going to spend some time in God's presence, meditating on his word. And I want to turn your attention to Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Philippians 3:14. This might be a passage. This is a passage that may be uh familiar to most of you. Uh a passage that probably most of you know by heart. <laughs> It's a passage that Paul writes from the prison and here's what he says. Philippians 3:14. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward, heavenward in Christ Jesus. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, help us to receive your word in all its fullness. May our heart be like a good ground that is ready to receive the seed ready to receive your word and we pray lord that your word will take root in our hearts and will grow and bear fruits speak to us we pray in jesus name amen amen philippians 3:14 i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus Paul wrote this letter from Philip from letter to Philippi from the prison in Rome. Some say he was placed under house arrest for the sake of the gospel and some say he was in like a proper prison. He heard what was happening in the church at Philippi through a man called Epaphroditus and he sends a letter to the church at Philippi urging them and encouraging them to bear with sufferings bear with persecution and also he tells them that continue to fix your eyes on Jesus so he writes like this saying i press on toward the goal and in this passage he's talking about his personal life now notice where paul is right now where is paul right now is he in a palace is he in a in his house in his hometown somewhere or is he on a beach the chilling on a beautiful day no he's not <laughs> he 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 is in a, in a jail cell in rome and he's sitting in the jail cell and he's writing saying i press on toward the goal <laughs> i press on toward the goal when we read this it may it may seem to us that paul was living in an imaginary world it may seem like you know he's Look, look at this condition is sitting in a prison but he's writing that i am pressing on toward the goal he was limited by the circumstance he was limited because of the house arrest and yet he makes this statement that i press on toward the goal it may it may seem to us that he is living in an imaginary world he is living in an imaginary world but you you observe this carefully and read this statement over and over again it reminds us of where our focus needs to be no matter how much we are limited by the circumstance it reminds us of where our focus needs to be irrespective of the limitations and challenges that will come our way for some of you sickness may be a challenge because of which you are unable to you know spend that time you desire in the lord there might be there might be limitations in your life that will keep you from doing the things that you desire to do for the lord and what we study here and what we learn from this verse is that we should never allow our limitation 
to keep us down from accomplishing the purpose for which Christ called us. We should never keep allow those limitations to stop us from accomplishing God's plan for our life. And our focus always needs to be at this place where we say, Lord, I press on toward the goal. I press on toward the goal. You know, when we are faced with challenges, when we are faced with challenges, unfortunately, we put our faith to rest. We put our calling to rest. We put it all aside, thinking that maybe one day when I'm out of it, I will do it again. We put it all aside, thinking that one day when I'm out of this situation, then I will continue to do what I was doing for the Lord. You know, if you, if you were to wait for the, for the perfect timing in your life, to start your life, let me tell you that perfect timing is never, ever going to come. Because <laughs> there is no such thing called as a perfect timing. You know, many are waiting for a perfect partner for marriage. They are waiting and waiting and waiting and they'll forever be waiting. I, I often tell young people this, you know, say, get married at the age you're supposed to get married. Now, there are some exceptions and sometimes, you know, delays happen. That is an exception. But for most part, young people get married at the time you're supposed to get married. Do what you're supposed to do at that particular age. If there is a delay because you haven't found that perfect match, then one day you're going to be filled with a lot of regrets. If you were to wait for the perfect timing for something to happen in our life so that we can do whatever God wants us to do, I believe we are going to miss something very valuable. I, I, I believe I'm speaking to someone very specific here. If you're going to wait for the perfect thing to happen in our lives so that we can do what God has called us to do, then we, one day we're going to be filled with a lot of regrets because we're going to miss something valuable in our life. We're going to live life with a lot of regrets. Now look at Paul, look at where he is. He is in a prison cell. He is in, he's imprisoned. Some say he was under house arrest or some say he was in a proper prison. We do not know for sure. But what we know is that he was under restrictions, under limitations. He was, but, but, but you look at his life, he never allowed his limitations and the restrictions that he had to stop him from pressing on toward the goal, toward the goal. He never allowed those limitations to define what he should be doing in his life. You see, that is how we should be living our life today. That is how we should be living our life today. You know, last week, I was watching tennis on TV because my wife loves tennis and I know nothing about tennis. I, I hardly know anything about sports. I, you know, I used to watch sports. I used to watch cricket because I love the ads that came in between. I never watched cricket because of cricket, but I love the ads that came. And so I enjoy the ads, but my wife enjoys the, the sports. I was, I was watching, you know, there were, there were disabled people playing tennis. You know, it's, it's fun to watch when a person is, you know, they have an able body, they're able to do something, play. But then, you know, I, I, I see this man on a wheelchair He's, he's moving the wheelchair with one hand and he's hitting the ball with another hand. I mean, <laughs> there is a limitation. There is a restriction. They cannot move as fast as a person who is able-bodied. But do they let their 
situations stop them no you know sometimes i feel like people who have limitations in their body who have disabilities are far more functional than the ones who have no issues <laughs> have you noticed that people who are disabled are far more functional than the one who have no issues at all i, I read this story about a girl called sara and uh, she was after she was born she was diagnosed with a syndrome known as charge it's a very rare condition that affects the senses the organs including the heart and brain and so by the time she was 7 years old every year she has visited the hospital more than 20 times you know i have never visited the hospital more than 20 times in my entire lifetime i've hardly been to the hospital but you look at this girl's condition by the time she was 7 she had visited the hospital 20 times every year and she had 32 surgeries and till she was 8 years old she was fed through a tube and her vision was limited and as she grew up and reached middle school students her colleagues started you know abusing her one boy even threw a rock at her head but she was not affected by all that but and and what she continued to do is she took great interest in sports she participated in in races in horse racing in horse riding and she won award on a national level and she didn't stop there she had competition and her opponent was an able bodied person they were normal they had no issues in their body and she with her disabilities competed with that person and she won isn't that amazing that's why i say you know people with you know disabilities in their body seem to be far more functional than the ones who have no issues she has every reason you know this girl has every reason to stay at home but but despite the challenges she still pushes on toward the goal and that is exactly what paul is talking about here yes life is difficult yes life is challenging yes there are so many limitations but in the midst of all that we have to push towards the call we have to keep marching on towards the goal and if you and if you read the previous verse verse 13 paul says like this brothers i do not consider it that i have made it my own but one thing i do what is that forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead notice that he uses the word straining forward to what lies ahead straining forward <laughs> you know that is how life will feel sometimes you know it will feel like every step is like a is 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 a lot of pain every step is like literally straining like taking one step toward the calling taking one step toward the goal taking one step toward what god has in store for you will seem like the most difficult thing to do it will be like a big strain it will be like you're straining forward everything is pulling you back everything is pulling you back you know i i think of paul i think of his life you know if paul had allowed the limitations if paul had allowed the limitations to stop him from serving god we would not have some significant letters in the bible you see philippians was written from a jail cell 
There's such a beautiful letter. Such a beautiful letter. I mean, so many times we quote from that passage saying, Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. All these, all these letters come from a place of limitation. And you look at his life, he never allows that limitation to keep him down, but rather keeps moving forward. Rather keeps straining forward to the goal. That is how life is going to be sometimes. For some of you, every day might be a stressful journey. It might be such a big strain to move forward. In other words, taking a step forward might be the most difficult thing you will do in your day. But do it. Don't stop. Do it. Don't stop. Because there is victory. There is victory when you move forward. When you move forward. You know, as God's children, we must never settle for, for what we have. As God's children, we must never settle for what we have and grow comfortable in the way we have lived so far. Instead, we have to push forward. We have to push forward. You see, when you look at the life of Abraham, God called him to go out of his father's house. And let me put it this way, God called him to come out of the place of comfort. God called him out of his comfort zone and made him to you know, go towards a land that God did not reveal. God said, Go to the place where I will show you. He did not know the destination, but he started traveling. He left his comfort zone to the place where God was leading him. You know, when you think of that from a human perspective, you'll ask, you know, was that an easy decision? Absolutely not. But did he obey? Yes, he obeyed. You look at the life of Moses when God called him to deliver Israel. God was calling Moses out of his comfort zone. Because, you see, man, this, this man Moses knew the calling. But because of a mistake he committed, he, he ran away and settled in a different place. You know, he became a father, he, he became a husband, he became a father. And he was in a happy place. He was well settled. And God calls him, Moses, I want you to go to Israel to deliver your, my people. He was settled in a comfort, comfortable place. But God calls him, pulls him out of the comfort zone. And what does Moses do? He gives excuses. Say, God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm capable enough. I don't know because I'm a man of slow speech. Was that an easy decision for Moses to follow God? To leave his comfort behind and follow God? No. But he did follow eventually. He moved forward from the place of comfort. You look at the life of Jeremiah, the prophet, if you, if you study about the life of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was known as a weeping prophet. He was a very sensitive man. He was a shy man. He was different from Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah was more bold and outspoken and different. But Jeremiah was shy. He was very sensitive. And in Jeremiah chapter 16, we see God telling him, Jeremiah, don't get married. Jeremiah, don't get married. And if you study about Jeremiah's life historically, Jeremiah around that time had a fiancé and he was about to get married. So I was watching this historical narrative on his life and he's excited and the girl is excited they're going to get married. But God gives him a word saying, because of the destruction that's going to come on Israel, God tells Jeremiah, Jeremiah, don't get married. God is pulling him out from a place of comfort. Was that an easy decision? No. But did he follow God? Yes. That is how life is. Sometimes the things that God wants to do through us, the paths that he will take us through may not be the most comfortable thing, but 
it is in that place you will find your blessing you will find your breakthrough i want you to know this church that this is the place where your life has to be we see these men of god they moved from a place of comfort to a place of obeying god may i say often obeying god may not be the most comfortable thing to do obeying god won't be the easiest thing to do in fact obeying god means to give up something that you desired it is tough it is challenging but we still have to press on paul is sitting in a jail cell in rome and he's saying i still press on toward the goal i wonder what we say i wonder what we would say if we were in a place like that i wonder if we are facing some limitations where we are saying once i come out of all this then i will see what i can do i wonder if we are in a place where we have ignored the voice of god and have stayed in our comfort zone i wonder if if we are pushing forward toward the call where is our life today where is our life today i want you to remember this what we are hearing from the word of god today is is a reminder to us that irrespective of the circumstance irrespective of the situation we must push forward irrespective of what's happening in our life we must press on toward the goal and i tell you church we are running out of time we are living in the last days we must live every day with a focus to accomplish what god has given us with a with a focus to live out the purposes of god in our life and the and the goal that paul is talking about here is the call of god that comes to everyone to serve him and to grow in a intimate relationship with jesus that is a way to accomplish god's purpose and and we we always have to think god how can i live out that purpose how can i accomplish that purpose in my life how can i accomplish we st- constantly have to press on toward the goal press on toward the goal we should never reach the stage in our life where we say okay i've seen enough i've done enough i know what to do now i'm just going to you know going to lay low <laughs> not do anything much for some time <laughs> we have to press on till the very last second of our life that is why in second timothy chapter 4 paul says i have fought the good fight i have finished the race You look at his life he always saw himself as an athlete running the race running on the tracks running till the very last moment of his life and he gets to the last moment and he knows death is imminent and he writes this saying I have fought the good fight I have finished the race You know I look at all the 12 apostles in the bible no one ever wrote this statement but Paul writes it with complete confidence with complete confidence saying that i have finished my race you know we have to get to the end of our life when god calls us home we have to get to that place and he say hey you know what i have run my race i have accomplished the task that god had for me and paul writes with a confidence saying now there is crown of righteousness in store for me which the lord will give it to me on that day what a way to live life what a way to live life every single day we have to press on toward the goal 
there are so many situations around us that will make us lazy complacent lethargic you know food is just a click away you take your phone you order it and food is right at your doorstep you can eat as much as you want you can relax as much as you want i mean life has grown so comfortable that we may forget about the goal i'm not saying food is bad i'm not saying comforts are bad but if we never think of the goal and only think of how to live a comfortable life and how to make more money if we never think of the goal for which christ has called us then we are missing very something very significant from our life we have to live life every day with this one focus in mind that is i press on toward the goal i press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus i want to read this verse one more time before i go on to the next part i press on toward the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward heavenward in christ jesus So how do we apply this passage in our life? How do we apply this passage? If you want to live every day pressing on toward the goal, here's what you must do. Let's go to Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. We read this passage earlier but there is something that we can learn from this passage. He says like this, I do not consider that I have made it my own but one thing i do forgetting what lies behind forgetting what lies behind i want you to notice that forgetting what lies behind and if you have a pen or a notebook just you know mark that phrase forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to the goal i want to speak to you specifically from that phrase forgetting what lies behind paul begins this whole thought of pressing on toward the goal by saying forgetting what lies behind when paul was imprisoned you know he had almost completed 20 to 25 years of ministry and in the 20 to 25 years paul had a lot to boast a lot to brag about his accomplishment in ministry by this time paul had planted many churches he had raised leaders mentored pastors and he was a great influence in the early church he had done great things for the lord and for a man like him who has done so many things for the church for the ministry it's easy to take rest after 20 25 years of ministry it's easy to say okay you know what i have served god for 20 plus years and now i believe it's it's a time of rest you know he didn't say maybe i'm in this prison with a purpose this could be the time of rest which god himself has given me He didn't say that. He doesn't say that. Instead, you know what he says? He says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Here's the key thing we must do. Here's the key thing we can learn and apply to our life. If we desire to move forward, if we desire to press on toward the goal here's what we must do we have to learn to put aside our past achievements 
We have to learn to put aside our past achievements. You know, in the first century, there was a young Greek artist named Thymanthus. Thymanthus studied under a very great, respected teacher. And after uh, the teacher's effort, Thymanthus became a great artist. And he painted this exquisite work of art. He painted a beautiful painting. And unfortunately, what happened for Thymanthus is that his painting was so good that he was so impressed with himself that after he painted, he stood gazing at that painting for days together. He would come to work, look at that painting and just keep watching it, keep watching it the whole day. This went on for some time because he had done such a great job and he was admiring his work. And one day he comes back to his workplace and uh, he looks at his painting. Someone had thrown some paint on that. Someone had thrown or splashed some paint on his exquisite work of art. Amazing work. Someone had destroyed it. Thamanthus, he got very angry he ran to his teacher, but when he ran to his teacher, he found out who did that. <laughs> he found out that his own teacher who taught him how to paint through paint, through some, you know, some ink on the paint to destroy it. And his teacher told him this. His teacher told him, Timanthus, I did this for your own good. Because the painting was stopping your progress. His teacher told him, start again. And see if you can do better. Thymanthus took his teacher's advice and produced a painting which is regarded as one of the finest paintings of the first century. <laughs> he first painted something and he was impressed by it. He was so impressed that he didn't paint anything after that. His teacher came in, threw some paint, destroyed the painting and he told Thymanthus that this paint is stopping your progress. You know, we might have done great things in our life in the past. There might be something to, you know, talk about our past. You know, you, did, you know, I did this several years ago. There might be a, a past achievements. But if we choose to dwell on the past achievements, there is a danger. If we choose to dwell on the past achievements, there is a danger. If we choose to talk about our past achievements, you know, who I am, you know, what I did, you know, how many things have accomplished? If we, if we choose to dwell on our past achievements, there is a danger. I'm not saying that past achievements are not great. I'm not saying that these are things you have to look back and thank God. I'm not denying that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is don't dwell on them. Because the more you dwell on past achievements, it will make you stagnant. Like we see in the life of Timanthus. You know, he did something that was so amazing, so good, that he stopped there. But his teacher told him, no, start again. You'll do something even better. And he produced the finest art of antiquity. In the first century, he produced the finest one. You see, when you dwell on your past achievement, it'll make you stagnant. Because it'll, it'll, see, it'll make you feel like you know, you've given your best already. Paul could have felt that way. He could have said, you know what, 20 years of ministry, I've done enough for the Lord. I've, I've done my best. I've given my best. And you'll... He might have felt, he, he, could have, he could even feel that there is nothing much to give because the best is already given. He, he would have felt, you know, that he has achieved everything he has to achieve. Now what's, what's left? 
See, dwelling on the past will make you stagnant. That is why he says, forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. You must understand this church that your past achievements can limit your future progress. Because another thing that dwelling on the past will do is that it will make you feel like you've hit the goal, you've accomplished the goal. But see what Paul says. He says, I press on toward the goal. Which means even after 20, 25 years of ministry, he still feels like he has, hasn't accomplished that goal. But when you dwell on the past, you'll feel like you've hit that point. You know, there is no more room to grow and that you've done everything you can. You've done that. Here's something you must remember. Your past achievements can limit your future progress. Continue to do whatever God has called you to do. Because the best work, remember this, because the best work is yet to happen. The best work in your life in your business is yet to happen. The best work in your ministry is yet to happen. The best work in whatever you're doing is yet to happen. So if you desire to press on toward the goal, you must do that by letting go of previous achievements and focusing on what lies ahead of you. You know, when Paul says pressing on toward the goal, he's also, he's, he's mainly talking about this relationship, about pursuing Christ with everything that he has. To know him more, to know him more. And he's saying, I press on toward that goal that God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He's pressing on toward that purpose, to know God more, to accomplish his purpose and to live for him. And whatever that is for you, whatever God has given you, do it. Press on toward that goal. Don't rest on your past achievements because that can hamper your future progress. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Do not take pride in past achievements if you want to press on toward the goal. Always set your eyes on the future, not on the past, not on what you did. That is the first point. The second point I want to share and then I'm going to close with a word of prayer. If you want to press on toward the goal, here's what you must do. Second thing, move on from traditions. Move away from traditions. You see, when we continue to, when you, when you live life for a certain number of years, you will get accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle, certain, certain kind of traditions. And that will keep you bound. That will keep you kind of limited from really thinking creatively or thinking differently. When you continue to, you know, when you live life a certain way, you can build up certain kind of traditions that will keep you bound from working towards the future. You see, if you look at technology, technology is developing day by day. You know, there are new things coming into the market. And there's advancement in everything. And if you look at uh, uh, biblical studies or Christianity as a whole, I'm not saying that the doctrines are changing. I'm not saying the word of God is changing. We are, we are finding you know, new ways of learning more about God, you know, studying more about God. You know, last week I was reading through some material for my class for New Testament and I was going through it. It was a Sunday afternoon and I was tired, I was sleepy. And as I was reading through it, I was like, God, why do I have to go through this again? It seems very boring, you know, this theology and talking about this and that, this scholar saying, no, this is what it is. So many, you know, 
things to learn and study. And as I'm going through it, I was feeling like, what's the point of all this? Just preach the word and you'll be fine. But at the end of it all, after I read all the material, I felt as if there is something new in me right now. There's something fresh that has come into my life. It's, it's easy for us to stay where we are. It's easy for us to build a place and say, hey, listen, you know, just like Peter said on the Mount of Transfiguration, God, you know, Jesus, we'll, we'll build a tent here. You know, we'll settle down here. This is great. But Jesus says, no, we've got to go back. Even in our life, there are times, you know, we'll build up traditions, habits that we think that this is it. There is nothing more to it. But we've got to break away from those traditions. And that is what Jesus was battling with the Pharisees. It's not that the Pharisees do not know the word of God. But it's because the Pharisees built traditions around the word of God. That kept them from identifying the Messiah. Just imagine, Jesus walked before them. And even though they were the scholars, the best of the best at that time. They still couldn't identify the Messiah because they had built traditions around their life. If there are traditions in our life, it's going to keep us from moving forward. We need to keep learning. We have to keep our mind open to learning new things. Learning new things because that is what will help us grow. You, you see what Paul says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1. Now some of you might say, we do not know the author of Hebrews. Of course we do not know. But I truly believe this letter was written by Paul. He says like this, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teaching about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. You, you read what Paul is talking about here. You know, he, he goes on to say, let us move beyond that elementary teaching, move beyond that elementary teaching about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. The problem here is that there were people who were combining traditions with their walk in Christ and they were just happy with that. They were like, okay, we have a piece of Christ and we have a piece of our traditions and we are happy where we are. <laughs> traditions is going to pull you back. Tradition is going to keep you from moving forward. Tradition is going to keep you from accomplishing God's will and God's purpose. You know, when I began the church, let me tell you this before that. You know, I come from a tradition where uh, the opening prayer or the service is like a really important part of the service. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's not important. It, it's good. It's a good habit. The, so the opening part of the service is like the most important part of the church service. And so they sing songs like, Come Holy Spirit, Hallelujah, uh, seven times, and Holy, 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 all those songs. Because they think that you know, when we sing those songs, the Holy Spirit comes and then we can go on to the rest of our service. When I started the church a couple of years later, we kind of changed the format and we play a video. You know the video that you see, the opening video, the countdown. We play a countdown timer, the lights turn on, the worship begins. That's how we do. Now some would saw that and like, you don't sing songs before, you don't pray before the service, you don't start the service with prayer. How is that? Different opinions can come up. You know. But I kind of stuck to what I felt was best to communicate the gospel to young people. 
because you know we have started this church with a focus to reach out to the younger people of course we want the older generation to come as well but our heart is for the young people in the city and for everyone in the city as well and so you know we started changing certain things in the way we do things and eventually there were people who were not very happy with it but eventually everyone embraced it there are changes that will come you see the gospel is the same forever but the way we communicate it keeps changing throughout history keeps changing according to the times and if we keep holding on to the traditions if we keep ourselves limited by the traditions we may not be able to reach out effectively you know i i can tell you how many there are people who have come up to me and said you know i like that format you know i like this i like the presentation i like this and there are people who have come to church just because of that and because they came they eventually got to know god and they became strong in the lord when we keep our mind open to new experiences and new ways of doing things we will be able to press on toward the goal but when we limit ourselves with the traditions like how the pharisee said oh our, our forefathers said like this oh moses said like this i mean who was the god of moses it was jesus they built so much traditions around themselves that they missed the messiah if we build traditions in our own life we can become very stagnant we need to break out of traditions we need to break out of traditional you know thinking or mindset and and open our mind to the ways in which god is leading us it's all rooted in the word but when we open our mind in the ways in which god is leading us we will be able to get to know him even more even better than what we have known in the past we have to press on toward the goal it's important if you don't press on toward the goal then we are going we are going back you know there is there is nothing like where we say okay i'm i'm not going forward neither am i going backward there's nothing like that either you're going forward or you're going backward either you're pressing on toward the goal or you are going back in terms of your progress where do you want to be you want to march towards the cross you want to go towards jesus you want to fulfill his purpose and plan for your life or you want to go back or you want to just be in that comfort zone where do you want to be the choice is yours but the exhortation here is that we as god's children have to press on toward the goal press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of god in christ jesus I wonder where your life is today. I wonder where your life is today. Remember two things, two important things. Remember two important things. Forget what lies behind. Set aside your past achievements. They are great, they are wonderful, but don't dwell on them. Set aside your past achievements. Second thing, break free from traditions. It's very important that will help you grow strong in the Lord. Paul tells the church saying, "Hey, listen. Listen. Don't don't just keep building on your own traditions. Don't just have a slice of Jesus and the slice of your Jewish traditions. Grow on towards maturity. Grow on, you know, keep maturing in your spiritual life. That's very important. If we hold on to our traditions, we will miss what is really important in our life. Amen. And I pray that our life will be something where we press on toward the goal. Press on toward the goal. Just like what Timanthus did. He took his teacher's advice. he said i'm going to paint something and he painted the best work 
of antiquity. So it's painted the best thing. If we leave our past achievements behind, we can do something significant for the Lord, something great and mighty for the Lord. Amen. Shall we look unto the Lord in prayer? Shall we look unto the Lord in prayer? Father, we want to come into your presence for each and everybody who has joined our service today. Father, you are the God who desires that we grow more in you, that we press on toward the goal, that we will accomplish your plan and your purpose. Oh, Jesus, help us. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us to go beyond our limitation, our circumstance. Help us to go beyond what we are limited by today. Maybe there is a sickness. Maybe there is a financial issue. Maybe there is something that is keeping us. Help us to go beyond that limitation, O oh Master. Help us never to see what is surrounding us, but help us to set our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. And Lord, help us to look unto you, our Savior, our God, our Redeemer. Help us to set our eyes on you and walk forward, march forward, press on towards the goal. Let us not be limited by what we are facing today, but rather help us to grow in you more and more and more and more every single day. Jesus, we want to thank you for what you've done to us, what you've spoken to us. Thank you for the time of worship we had. Thank you for enriching us with your word. Help us to live by your word every single day. Help us to live by your word. We thank you for who you are and for all that you've done. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Before I say the benediction, I want to encourage you that you know, as you, you know, depart, as you exit the live stream, after the service, take 15 minutes and see what your limitations are. And next, put it on a piece of paper and, and reflect on how those limitations, how you have allowed those limitations to affect you. See, it's one thing to have a limitation. And it's another thing to allow those limitations to affect you. It's one thing to have a sickness. And it's another thing to allow that sickness to limit you. Write down how you have allowed, allowed your limitations to limit you and ask God saying master help me overcome this and help me do what you've called me to do and I tell you God will help you for sure amen thank you for joining us today God bless you shall we look unto the Lord for benediction may the love of our father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us for now and forevermore amen and amen